Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing a post-game pod for the Mavs, probably last couple games. Um, one against Washington and one against Milwaukee. One uh, a loss, one a win, and we'll talk about those. And just a few other things going on around the league. But, uh, you know, I, I'll start with the um, Washington game because it was the worst one out of both. Uh, it was on Friday night, and the Mavericks were, I think some of the Mavericks were there, but most of them didn't show up. Um, if you look at the box score, it pretty much says it all for Dallas. Uh, Luka had 36 points. He had seven rebounds and six assists. Uh, Brunson had 21 points, uh, five rebounds and two assists. And everybody else was just awful. And that was just, that's one of those games that they have where it's, nobody shows up. They shot 28% from three, while Washington shot 51%. And by the way, if you shoot 51% from three, you're pretty much going to beat anyone. Um, it's it, it's very difficult these days. It's, you know, when you're shooting, I mean, they shot 33 of them. And shot fifty one percent. So it was just it was one of those bad losses. They it seems like they beat all these good teams, and they just have so many of these just bad losses. And Luca actually had a really good game. He, he was four for nine on his threes, forty four percent. He was ten for ten on his free throws. Like he had a really good individual game. Uh, Brunson did too. You know, Brunson was nine for thirteen on his twos, or just overall, and then one for three on his threes. But everybody else, you know, Maxie was two for five, which is 40%. That's not bad. But, you know, he only had six points. Dinwiddie was 0 for three on his threes, two for six overall. He had eight points. He was a no-show. You know, Josh Green was 0 for two. Marquis Chris took a couple threes. He played 10 minutes, 0 for two. Berton's 0 for one. Bullock was two for seven. He only had eight points. Dorian Finney-Smith was two for five. He only had eight points. Dwight Powell had made one field goal. He had six free throws, and he made all six. And he had six rebounds. He only had eight points. I mean, it was just one of those games where nobody showed up. And it seemed like the Wizards wanted it more than Dallas did. Uh, Caldwell Pope had 35. Uh, Porzingis had 24. He really didn't, His game really didn't stick out. But he didn't play bad, you know. He just played. He played good basketball. I'm not gonna make it sound like a like a hater, whatever. But you know, he he just played okay. He wasn't anything great. Um, Caldwell Pope was the guy that really stuck out on the team. He he killed it. You know, he was six for eleven on his threes. Uh, Hachimura was three for four on his threes. He had 21 points, and they just they just outplayed him. And it the one problem with playing a team like Washington is Washington's got a ton of size. You know, between Hachimura, Porzingis, and Gafford, and Denny, you know, their their whole front line, it's just big. And even Crispert, he's at the guard position, and he's 6'6". Uh, Sadoransky started for them, and, you know, he's 6'7". Uh, you know, their starting lineups, the shortest person was six foot six. 
He he's a big. They're a big team, and I, I've said it in the past that it's, Dallas just struggles against big teams, and luckily they don't like. There's not really a lot of them in the Western Conference. Um, you know, uh, when I when I look at some of the other teams, you know, some teams they might face. Now Utah is a team that's a big team, but Utah's a bit in a in a disarray at this point. Um, they. They've actually fallen behind Denver at this point. So, if the if the playoffs were to start today, Dallas would actually play Denver. Um, Dallas did clinch a playoff spot already, uh, which is good. I don't think they can fall further than sixth at this point. There's not enough games left, I don't think. So, they're they're pretty much solidified in the three through six at this point. Uh, hopefully. Golden State can lose their game today, but they play Sacramento team who I think is resting players for whatever reason. They I guess they're not playing for anything. They haven't been playing for anything for the last 20 years, so what's one more game? Um, but anyhow, we'll get to the game today, and I am doing this, uh, recording this on a Sunday. Um, the game today was the kind of game you like to see from Dallas. Um, it seems to be the kind of game that they get up for. You know, they. I feel like they, if you could go back and look at their record against bad teams, you would see that they just don't show up for them for whatever reason. Um, Maxie was out today, which is huge for defensive purposes. But... You know, the Mavericks, they, they played, let me see, it looks like they played 10 guys. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys, sorry. I had to count. <laughs> um, they only played nine guys, and all nine of them contributed. Now, Chris only played three minutes. Um, I thought he gave him a decent three minutes, but uh, saying, you know, Technically, they did play nine, but it was like an eight-man rotation. Uh, Josh Green only played ten minutes. He played well in his time. Um, he hit a shot. He almost hit a buzzard beater at the end of the half or the quarter. Or I can't remember which one, but it was just a bit late, and uh, so that one didn't count. But uh, Bertans was a guy who played 17 minutes. And I thought he gave him a lot on defense. I thought he tried really hard. He had five rebounds. He had six points. And to me, it was one of his better games. And not because, you know, he was only two for five shooting on his threes. He only shot threes. But I, I think it's what he did defensively and rebounding. I thought he fought hard on both defensing and rebounding. And it's what you're going to need from him because Dallas does lack some size. So you're going to need Bertans to play bigger than he has in the past. You're you're going to you're borderline going to need him to be like a center and your backup center, you know, to play along Maxi. Now Maxi didn't play. He's uh, sat out with a uh, I guess a sore ankle, but I think Dallas doesn't play till Wednesday and they played Detroit. So, technically, if you wanted to send him out one more game and try and get him a little more healthier, you could probably survive Detroit without Maxi. You know, it'd be nice to give Luka a, a game off, but 
man, you're getting so many days off in between this Detroit game. I, I'd almost, you know, I'd hate for them to sit some guys and lose the game, um, especially if, you know, I don't think Sacramento's going to win tonight. I don't. But if by some chance Sacramento pulls it off, you know, you still have a shot at the three seed. So I don't know. But uh, obviously when you get to the meat of the rotation, you know, the main six that play, uh, they all had really good games. Even, you know, Dinwiddie played 20 minutes, but he was very efficient. He only missed three shots, um, one three-pointer. He was three for four on his threes. He had 11 points. Um Reggie Bullock was huge. He shot well, three for six on his threes. And he had seven rebounds and a block. He had 16. Dorian Finney-Smith really didn't shoot that well, but he made an important shot at the end. Um, He was only one for six on his threes, but the one he hit was big. They really needed it. You know, it was in the fourth quarter. Um, He he finished with 11 points. He had six assists, which is a little... uh, odd for someone like him he usually doesn't have that many but he did have also a steal and a block uh Jalen Brunson had a really good game he had 15 points he was three for six on his threes his three-point shooting this year has been fantastic he gets he's getting a lot of open looks uh he's making those shots uh and it's really good to see sometimes he you know I I think I've mentioned it in the past sometimes he'll pump fake a three and I and he'll he'll end up settling for a harder shot, and I'm like, man, you're shooting your threes so well. You know, if you're open, you know, and you get the ball, you know, take that shot. You know, you're it's it's almost you know a, cr- a crime to pass those up. So um, that's just one thing. I, and I know he wants to get to the rim and whatever, but man, he's shooting his threes so well. I just I, when he's open, he's getting them. I wish he would shoot them more instead of you know drive to the basket and if they're not falling obviously i want them driving to the basket but as long as they're falling you've just got to take advantage of your you know you shooting really well so um the guy who pretty much had the game of his life dwight powell um it was very interesting to see how he played uh you know i, I we all, all mavericks fans we give him a hard time you know we're already trying to trade for rudy gobert and you know that's fine and all. He Dwight Powell to he if they keep him as a backup, I'm totally fine with that. But you know, I I loved what he did today. He hustled. He had 13 rebounds. I mean, that's the most I think I've ever seen him have. 13. He had 22 points. He was eight for 10. All his shots were under the basket. You know, and it, it's it, it was. Amazing to see how many open shots he was getting. Uh, it was like they were attacking Luca when he would attack the rim. And they were doubling off with Powell. And he took full advantage of it. So, you know, it was great to see. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he did great. I would still love to trade for Rudy Gobert if they could. Um, or... You know, any of the other guys out there. DeAndre Ayton, what people have out there, which is not reality. I'm sorry. Phoenix will keep him. If Phoenix doesn't keep him, I would, if I were a Phoenix Suns fan, I'd petition for the guy to sell the team if you let Ayton go. I'm just saying that right now. But obviously, the guy who had the best game was Luka, I thought, was incredible. 
He had 32 points. Um, he had 15 assists. He had three steals, eight rebounds. You know, he shot his three okay, 33%. He was 40% overall. But, you know, the way he just attacked the, the defense, I – he he was so great this game, and it's it's funny when he never gets mentioned in the MVP odds, which is fine. I you know I think I feel like the league is pushing Embiid. They want Embiid to win it so bad. I don't know why they want Embiid to win it so bad, but all I ever see is Embiid, 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 and I, you know I just. He's only averaging like one more point than Luka. Luka's the only player in the league averaging 26-plus points, 8-plus rebounds, 8-plus assists. Nobody other play, no other player's doing it. You know, Dallas has... They're basically tied for the... What is it? The fourth-best record in the league. You know, they have 30 losses. And Boston and Milwaukee and Philly have 30 losses. So... You know, the guys they have at the top of the MVP ladder when they're when they're pushing it is Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. And they all have the same amount of losses, except Denver. Thirty they have got thirty two losses, they've got two more. So to not include Luca, but then all of a sudden Tatum's in there. I'm sorry, but Jason Tatum's got way more talented teammates. He does. I'm sorry, he does. Yeah. I would love to see somebody put together the best teammates out of all these guys, and you'll see that it's not even close. Luca, to me, has out of all and nothing, no like. In, I'm not trying to insult the Mavs players. I'm just saying this this Mavs roster has needed an upgrade for a really long time, and I, I just. To me, they they started doing it already, which was good to see. They they traded Porzingis. I, I you know, like I said, I, I liked Porzingis. I want to see Porzingis be successful, but this team wasn't going anywhere the way they were constructed, and you had to make a move, whether people liked it or not. It doesn't matter. They weren't going to do anything this year with Porzingis, so you might as well look at overhauling your roster now, and start now by you know bringing bringing in two guys who can play, and they can give you pretty much what Porzingis did uh, as far as scoring. You know, you combine their scoring together, they can give you what Porzingis did. The difference is, is they show up, and you don't know if Porzingis is. Porzingis will probably finish the season because it's a meaningless season. They're not doing anything. Washington's not going to the playoffs. They've been officially eliminated. Uh all the teams in the East are officially eliminated, and the the top team, the top ten teams are who they are. And the order is the only thing that's to be decided in the Eastern Conference. You know, with with the loss of Milwaukee losing, you know they drop in the standings, and Miami's still got two games in the loss column on everybody. Uh, Boston's got thirty, like I said, losses. And, Philly's got 30 losses. And I look at the losses because that's, you know, the losses kind of, I think, kind of where you gauge it. And then, you know, some teams have played more than others. And if they win, you know, you sort of, you climb your way up with the win. Everybody's going to have the same loss. Or everybody's going to 
you know, you're kind of determined where you are, your wins and losses. But I, you know, I would like to see Dallas get that third spot and play Utah. I worry about them playing Denver now. I do think it comes. It came out that. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is not going to play this year, so you don't have to worry about him. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, I, I think there's still a chance, but I don't think it's guaranteed at this point. But still, if you could, um, if you could reach that four spot, man, that would be um, that would be great. Uh, as far as the bottom of the West. Somehow Sacramento's mathematically in it, but the fact that they're sitting their players tonight from what they say, I mean, that's just what I read. Whether they're doing it or not, I don't know. I guess we won't know till the game starts, but Sacramento's probably just trying to get a good draft pick at this point. Um, they're, I don't think you can build a, a team around De'Aaron Fox, but that's another conversation, whatever. The Lakers lost today to Denver. That was fun to see. They're two games out from the play-in tournament um, from San Antonio. But technically the three games out because San Antonio has the tiebreaker. Uh, San Antonio right now is playing. Um, they playing uh, Portland. Portland's basically sitting everybody. Um, it's it's a two point game right now. It's sort of meaningless at this point. There's you know I'm kind of looking at uh, I'm looking at the guys playing for Portland right now, and there's a few guys on here. I have no idea who they are. Um, I didn't even know Chris Dunn was still in the league, and he he's on Portland's roster. He hadn't played yet, but it's still early. I don't know if he is playing. But you know San Antonio's trying to win. They're they still try to they still try to get in these uh, you know they still try to get in the playoffs. You know uh, seeing Zach Collins out there playing is uh, kind of crazy because he was out for several years. There are a couple guys sitting out for San Antonio. Dejounte Murray's not playing either. Doug McDermott or Yaka Pertle. But you know this is a, a game that. Uh, San Antonio could win if they, you know, it, it's almost as if both the Lakers and the uh, Spurs are trying to miss the playoffs. Now the Lakers, they don't get their pick this year. If their pick is 1 through 10, I think it goes to New Orleans. And I think if it's 11 through 30, it goes to Memphis. So by record at this point it would be the 10th pick. So it would go to New Orleans, which would really help New Orleans, you know, especially going into next year, if you can get Zion. New Orleans will have a lottery pick of their own. If they can get their lottery pick plus Los Angeles's pick, you know, that that's something to, uh, you know, really help them rebuild, especially if, you know, Zion leaves or gets traded or whatever forces a trade but you never know if any of that stuff's going to happen but uh you know the clippers they've clinched a play in and minnesota they're still not out of 
contention and getting out of the play-in. Utah's playing so bad right now. They blew a huge lead against um, Golden State the other night. And one of the things that came out of that was how how much they ignore Rudy Gobert on the offense. Um, I, I just don't think that those guys are going to be together next year. Now, whether he's on Dallas or not, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know if Dallas has enough to trade for him. You you would have to you would have to include someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. in that trade, and you might even have to include uh, Davis Bertans. But the thing like with Gobert, him and Donovan Mitchell just do not get along. They just do not like each other. Uh, you see how what you see what Powell's numbers are like offensively with Luca. You know, his ability to, you know, pick and roll and, you know, Luca's ability to get him the ball in a position to dunk would be pretty much the same with Gobert. The biggest difference is um, Gobert's defense and rebounding. You know, one of the things that people don't like about him is how, you know, they say he gets exposed in small balls and stuff like that, but... You know, that could be more of the defense that Utah plays more than it is the way the, the him personally. Like, Utah switches on everyone. Dallas doesn't switch. Dallas tries to keep with their guys. Now, if they have to switch, yeah, they will switch. But Dallas, if you notice, when, when teams run pick and rolls on them, they, they normally don't switch. Now... Or when they try and when they try and force a switch, they normally try not to switch. But Dallas, they play more of a team defense because they Dallas doesn't have that great of players defensively. Anyways, like Dwight Powell is not a good defensive player. You know, it's it's pretty obvious. You know, not like I said, I don't want to I don't want this make it sound like I'm bagging on him because he did have a, he had a fantastic game today. There's no doubt about that. But overall, Dwight Powell's not that great of a defender. And the fact that Dallas can survive with him at the five, like, there's no doubt in my mind it, they wouldn't get exposed with Gobert at the five. I, I just think that's silly. To me, a good defensive coach figures out how to keep your big from getting exposed. And I, I'm, I don't know who's coaching their defense or who put together their defensive strategy, whether it's a head coach or a, some sort of coordinator like you know, everybody has some sort of coordinator that puts together defenses. And, you know, it's kind of a – all the coaches, it's a little different from, you know, some other sports. But, you know, they they still have a coach that puts together a scheme that you're going to play. There are defensive schemes in basketball. And who's ever in charge of Utah's just doesn't do a good job of it. And – you could take Rudy Gobert off of Utah and put him on Dallas, and I, I just I think that's the difference between Dallas being a contender and not. And not that I'm not saying it's because of Dwight Powell. I just think they lack um, talent and size, and you know, adding Rudy Gobert would give them both. Now I you know, also, there's a lot of other factors in that. Like if you get Gobert, who are you giving up? Is Brunson going to be there next year? I, I don't know. You know, 
Brunson's, uh, you know, I, I was talking to my brother about it, and he, you know, he likes Brunson, but he, you know, he's saying, you know, Brunson's a backup point guard, and he sort of is, you know. You you could put him at backup, and, I mean, you could replace him with Dinwiddie in the starting lineup, and I, I just don't think you're offense or defense gets any better or worse I, I think you can put together the same sort of numbers and then you could bring in another backup to help you know handle someone handle the ball as far as a backup guard Trey Burke's not cutting it but you know there are other point guards in this league that you could bring in that you know like somebody like Sadoransky he might even be a free agent this offseason you know you could bring in Sadoransky to be your backup point guard and he could do just fine and I don't think it'd be that big of a drop off from, you know, Brunson to Saturansky. And I'm not trying to say I think Brunson's a better player. I do, but at the end of the day, it's how much are you paying for that player and paying that player that much? Is it keeping you from improving your team? So I, I just I'm curious as to what they're gonna do. I'm curious as to how much Detroit or New York's gonna go after um, some of these guys because like Detroit's got a lot of money to spend. You know, Portland is rumored to be interested in Jeremy Grant, and I'd be willing to bet that um, Detroit would be happy to give him, you know, give him to him for you know some sort of compensation. You know, they got some young players that they could give in return because um, they you know they're gonna have they don't want to trade Lillard, they want to rebuild around Lillard, but they you know they still want to compete. Um, you know, Nurkic is going to be a free agent if if Dallas can't. Um, I think Nurkic is a free agent, but if Dallas can't, you know, get somebody like Gobert, you know, you could bring in Nurkic, and you know, he's not that great of a defender either. But you know, it, the least he can rebound. Like, there's no doubt about that. And they also used him poorly on defense as well. You know, I watch a, a guy on YouTube. It's like B-ball breakdown. He breaks down like certain plays and how guys are used correct and used wrong and. You know, one of the things he brought up early in the season with Portland was how wrong they were using Nurkic and how they were putting him out of position, you know, every time. And just, and it was very interesting because it, it you know, it does go to show, you know, coaches put together schemes. And if you put together the wrong scheme, you know, with the players that you have, then you're going to make a player look bad who isn't normally bad. So. And then, like, I think Dallas's coach has done a really good, and I hate to see, you know, say it because I, I think somebody will steal him eventually. But I think he's done a fantastic job in seeing the kind of players that they have, seeing what their talents are and are not, and putting them in positions to be successful. So, um, obviously, like I said, I, I think out of all the teams, you know, you take the top. 10 teams in the league, Dallas is in that top 10. I think out of all those teams, Dallas has the worst talent. You know, especially like the top and the ease. Like to me, easily the first seven teams have more talent overall than Dallas. You know, Cleveland's got some fantastic players. Now they've been falling a little bit because they've got injuries, but they've got some really good talent on their team that I would love to have on ours, but. You know, even Atlanta has a ton of talent. I just don't know what their deal is. Now, they have won five in a row, and that winning five in a row has put them four games above 500 and actually moved them up to eighth in the East. 
Um, they actually still... It says they have still have a chance to not make the play-in, but I think those chances are very slim. Um, the Chicago Bulls would really have to tank for them to fall in the play-in and Atlanta make it out of the play-in tournament. So, you know, Cleveland's only two games back in the loss column, but Atlanta's four games. And that, you pretty much got to hope Chicago loses every game and Atlanta wins every game, and then they can make the you know, the top six. And I, I just don't think that's happening. Chicago's too good to lose the rest of the year. So now they are struggling, but still, I, I think they're too good. Um, you know, at some point, for them, it'll click, and I, I think they'll come back. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're they going to be a tough out in the playoffs, whoever they play. Right now, they'd be playing Milwaukee, and that would be a fun series to watch because I, I – I think there's a ton of talent in that series. I think the Eastern Conference overall, whoever it is, makes the playoffs. Um, they're going to have just every game in the East is going to be full of guys, teams with talent. I think the West is where the bottom of the West, you know, Minnesota has a, t- a lot of talent and the Clippers have talent. But, you know, I, I just I, I think the bottom of the East is better than the bottom of the West. Uh when it comes to the top, I don't know, say 13, I, I, you know, Sacramento, Portland, Oklahoma City, and Houston, they're just bad. Um, Los Angeles Lakers are bad, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Wizards have fewer losses than the Lakers, so that tells you everything you need. So do the Knicks. So I think the bottom of the West is way worse. Uh, you know, Brooklyn, they're really struggling right now. They've lost two in a row. Supposedly, Ben Simmons might be back right before the playoffs start. They will have to play in the play-in tournament. Um, the one thing they don't have to worry about now is playing uh, Kyrie in Toronto for that play-in tournament. Kyrie can play in all these cities. Now, rumor has it that there are other players in the league that are unvaccinated and I don't know who they are. I only know Trey Burke and uh, Kyrie Irving, but there are a bunch that aren't. Um, I think Bradley Bill's not either for that matter. And so to play in Toronto, to go actually into Canada, you have to be vaccinated. So whoever gets them in the first round, um, right now it would be Philadelphia. So whoever gets them in the first round, you're going to find out which Philly players are vaccinated and which ones aren't. Because if there are some guys who aren't vaccinated, they can't even go to Toronto and play. So that's just going to be an interesting sort of uh, conundrum for some of these teams. We're going to find out who they are. Like I said, I don't know who the players are, but supposedly you know, it was written that there are other players that aren't vaccinated and that series against Toronto is going to be interesting to see who is and who isn't because you're going to know right away because they're not going to be traveling with the team you know so um, other than that it's going to be tough because uh cleveland atlanta charlotte brooklyn they're in the play-in right now all four of those teams are good teams and two of those teams aren't going to make it and I'm just afraid it's, Cleveland's going to be one of them. I was hoping so bad Cleveland would be in the playoffs. I wanted to see them play in the playoffs. I, I like what they're doing. I like the young players they've put together. And I'm just disappointed to see that they're not there. 
Um, you know, Brooklyn, if they miss the playoffs, oh, man, that would just be – man, they would they just wouldn't hear the end of it if they if they miss the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I just – you know, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, putting together all NBA teams. You know, some – some people are thinking, you know, like, why? How can I put LeBron on an All NBA team if his team's not going to be in the playoffs? You know, in my opinion, the first team All NBA should be Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, and then Luca has to be on it. I know I'm a homer, whatever, but I I just think Luca's done so much with so little, he has to be there, and the other guard. To me, would be, I would put Devin Booker over John Morant because, you know, Morant, his team without him, like they played Phoenix the other night and they beat Phoenix missing like three players, three starters didn't even play. Morant was one. Jaron Jackson, I don't think, played. Steven Adams didn't play. Like they sat everybody and they still won. That team is loaded with talent. I, I, you know, people who think that they want to play them in the playoffs, man, I'm sorry. Memphis is way stacked with talent. The only thing Memphis, to me, has to worry about is if Kawhi Leonard decides to play. Because at this point, I don't see any reason why Phoenix and Memphis aren't in the Western Conference Finals. Um, the only thing I could say is if if Memphis played and Jaw comes back and they're worse with Jaw. And, you know, Memphis has won seven in a row. And Jaw's not played, I don't think, in any of those games. And if Jaw comes back and all of a sudden they're worse and they start losing, that's going to be an interesting type uh, conversation that people are going to have. But uh, to me, the first team has to be Luka. And I, I think you got to put Devin Booker in there. So, you know, at some point, one of those Phoenix Suns players has to be acknowledged when it comes to the first team, because winning has to be a part of it. And with Dallas winning, you know, Phoenix, they've just got too many. They're the best team in the league, and you just can't leave somebody off because obviously they have more talent. I've said it before. They've got more talent in their top seven than any other team, I think. But still, you have to include someone, and I think it's Booker. So if I'm putting together, I don't, you know, obviously I'm not a national media guy or whatever. I don't have no kind of vote or whatever. But if I'm putting together my first team, that's what it is. It's Luka, Booker, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. And just leave it at that. And then second and third teams, I whoever, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. But who are they going to, is LeBron going to make one of those teams? Some people have talked about if the Lakers miss the playoffs, they'll probably put LeBron in, but they'll put him in in the third team. Um, Kevin Durant's the same thing. Um, are you going to put Kevin Durant in if Brooklyn misses the playoffs? You know? So, uh, you know, Ja probably gets a second team nod, maybe along with someone like Trey Young. But, you know, it, Drew Holiday, maybe I, I don't know. I'm trying to look at these teams and see, you know, if Fred Van Fleet does he get in? You know, is he second team? Toronto's won five in a row. They're playing Miami right now. You know, Toronto to me has way overachieved, just way overachieved. 
they they're up eight right now. It's it's still early. It's only second quarter, but Van Vliet's got seventeen points already. And it's early in the second quarter. There's nine minutes left, and he's already got seventeen. I, I just think you've got to reward winning, and when you're doing that, like first team, and I to me Van Vliet's got to be second team. I, I think you got to put him above someone like Trey Young, whose team. Barely made it at this point. They were out of the playoffs at one point for a long time. And, I, you know, I, I just think you got to reward Toronto because the, the they've overachieved and they've won five in a row. They're all the way up to fifth. I don't think they'll move anymore. I don't think they can catch Philly. Philly would have to lose tonight. Philly's playing right now, actually. They're playing Cleveland. They're down. Cleveland's up. Cleveland's down three. Philly's up three, but it's in the third quarter. They still got a whole quarter left. But, you know, like I said, Cleveland's, uh, Cleveland's struggling, so who knows with them. Um, it looks like Phoenix, you know, Phoenix is playing right now. I, I thought maybe they were sitting some people because, um, like, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Jerry Crowder aren't playing, but Chris Paul is. That's sort of interesting. And they're playing the Thunder, who themselves are sitting a bunch of guys, um, uh, neither Giddy or Gilgis Alexander's playing, Dort's not playing. They're, they just sat most of their team. So it's it's interesting. I'm curious to see if Dallas sits anybody. I, I just I think if Golden State loses tonight, I think Dallas goes for it. But if I think Golden State wins tonight, I think at some point Dallas is going to sit some people. All they have to do is win out, and Golden State needs to lose one. Um, you know, I, I Golden State plays Sacramento tonight. Uh, there's no games tomorrow. They're doing the college championship tomorrow. Um, after that, you know, the Lakers play Phoenix tomorrow, and the Spurs play the Nuggets. So, you know, Memphis plays Utah. Those are some big-time matchups in the Western Conference that are, you know, going to affect playoff seedings. On Wednesday, Dallas plays Detroit. Uh, Golden State still doesn't play. That's kind of crazy. They got that much time. Now, they play the Lakers on Thursday. Lakers are really bad. LeBron, from what I understand, for LeBron to be eligible for the scoring title, he's going to play two more games. So at some point, he probably wants to play because he could win the scoring title. Um, I don't foresee the Lakers beating Golden State, but crazier things have happened. And then on Saturday, Golden State plays uh, San Antonio. I feel like I've missed a game in there somewhere. They, they have to, you know, for them to play today and then not play till Thursday, that's a big, you know, that's a big gap between games. But I guess Dallas... They, you know, they don't play till Wednesday. I guess so. I'm looking, and they don't play till, you know, Golden State's got a pretty easy schedule. You know, maybe I'll, I'll be a Laker fan for one night if Dallas can win out and the Lakers can beat Golden State. That's, you know, because I don't see Sacramento doing it, and I, I really don't see San Antonio doing it. But the last game of the season for Dallas is on Friday. They play Portland. It's on Friday the 8th, and then usually the playoffs don't start till the weekend. So Dallas should get a full week, Saturday through Friday, off. And then their first game will be 
Saturday or Sunday. I think they've already talked about a hockey game that comes on that's on Sunday in Dallas. Uh, so some people are thinking the game might be Saturday because of uh, the hockey game in, on Sunday. Uh, I, I think that's what I was hearing. There's something going on at American Airlines on Sunday the 10th. So Dallas might play a Saturday game for their playoff game. Uh, hopefully they do. I, I like Saturday night games. Hopefully it's a night game. If they play, you know, if they play Denver, it'll probably be a 930 game. If they play Utah, it'll be a 930 game. Um, to me, those are the only two teams they'll probably play, Denver, Utah. So it'll probably be the late game. It'll be the last game of the day. It'll start at late at 930. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, regardless if they're four or five or three or four, sorry, three or four, they'll I think they'll be they'll be playing Denver, Utah, so they'll probably get the final game on Saturday. I, that's just what I think because, like I said, I don't know what the situation was, but I I was listening to like the radio or something, and they were talking about something going on Sunday at the American Airlines, and Dallas does have home court. If they can finish, they will get home court. So Dallas can't play a home game on Sunday. So um, unless, I guess, it's the last game on Sunday. So if you have an early hockey game, then you have to change the floor and then bring out the basketball team. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end it right there. Um, they don't play till Wednesday, so I probably won't do another pod till Thursday. Um It'll be a nice break for them. Uh, hopefully, you know, Maxi gets better. Um, but, you know, they play Wednesday and I was thinking they had three games left. Yeah, they play Wednesday, Friday. Maybe they only have two games left. I was thinking they had three. Maybe this Milwaukee was one of them. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But anyhow, we will see. Um, it looks like only two games left. Uh, let me count their wins real quick. I know I'm sort of... I said I was uh, pretty much done, but it. I let me see. That's now There's three games because uh, 49 and 30 is uh, 79, and there's 82 games. I guess I'm missing one. Um. Let me see uh, if I can figure this out real fast, real fast. Um, let's click on the Mavericks and let's see their schedule for um, the Mavericks. Oh, okay, I see. The league, I thought the last, I thought the last day of the season was Saturday. It's not. It's Sunday. That's my bad. So Dallas plays Sunday on April 10th against San Antonio. I don't know why I thought it was Saturday. That's my mistake. So they do play they play Detroit Wednesday, Portland Friday, and San Antonio Sunday, which means uh, that is Golden State does have one more game. Um it is going to be against uh, New Orleans, who has something to play for. So maybe at some point, New Orleans, maybe New Orleans can beat them. 
I don't know. You know, maybe the Lakers can beat them. I don't know, but we'll see. If that they, Golden State just has to lose one more, and Dallas just needs to win out, and Dallas is playing teams that are bad enough now. San Antonio might be playing for something as well, and Dallas might not. So we'll be. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, like I said, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. And uh, they don't play till Wednesday, so probably do a pod on Thursday. But uh, if you like, you can follow me on Twitter at the Mavs Outsider. And if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you later.